Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I know there are people out there that talk about Rabbit and Red, and they always talk about the history of Rabbit and Red. Some people even say that Rabbit and Red is dead. Well, Rabbit and Red is back bitches we may not have ever left but we are most definitely back and fucking better than ever now we're bringing the big name interviews hey look we got Linnea Quigley we have Joe Bob Briggs who the fuck else has those nobody and yeah people should talk about our fucking pets because we've been around for eight fucking years and we've inspired so many so many that will just want to be us and well we are back and better than ever more powerful and we're here to fucking stay Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. What's up? <laughs> As you just go. heard, it is a new year. We have a new theme. It is a and, new uh, year. It's not a new year. It's a new year for us, man. Yeah, it's not a new year, though. It's the middle oh, of the year. Shut the fuck up. Stop being so literative. My literative? God, my. Yeah, that you're, you're sticking to the meaning of the word instead of what it well, is trying to convey. It's a new year for us. Yeah, but We've been here for eight plus fucking years now and we have a well, new thing no, no, none of that five minutes just to get to the show because that was fucking ridiculous no, so see, it's just theme show go i've been here for more time than you i haven't been here for eight years but i've been here longer than you have eh, we're probably about the same time now I, mm, I don't know about that one yeah i don't know or care we either way go back into the Mike, archives and check what did you think of the new theme. Mm, it's enjoyable. Um, it's a little like in your face kind of quick. You know, it's it's like fast paced. Um, you know, it's 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 enjoyable. Um, at first I was like, okay, the Halloween theme was like, man, eh, but then I realized it was a remix of it, so I can forgive that that shitty little opening thing of it because it's like one of those generic things and then I realized that 
it wasn't really meant to be a generic thing. It's more of a remake of, or not a remake, a remix of the theme. So I accept it. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, the only thing that I've really heard is, is you know, it takes too long to get into the show. And it, it's it, it's time, finally, for a new theme. Yeah. And, you know, we, we did our, our anniversary show. We, we've done our look back. So now it's looking ahead. It's moving forward. Fresh start moving onward with this, our Kickstarter of the Summer Slasher series. Kickstarter, yes. Yeah, the, this this show right here is kickstarting it off. We're, we're fucking sprinting into summer and sweating our balls off because it's fucking hot as shit. It is hot. I've been pumping water into my gullet all day long. Yeah, you don't want to dehydrate yourself there again. Yes, definitely don't because that's not good. No, that's not a smart thing to do at all. No, I get very sick. I vomit. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's fucking hot as hell here in Pennsylvania, and I'm sure everywhere else in the world it is. Uh, well, not everywhere else in the world because of you know geography and Alaska all. Alaska is not hot. Uh, it still has summer, Michael. The it's Arctic not the Arctic. Is not hot. Uh, Antarctica. Yeah, that's true. Antarctica is not hot. Yeah, I, w- I would love to visit either of those two places now. You would love to live there permanently. Uh, you know, I actually looked into a job there years ago. I could see you on an outpost. I'll call you McCready. Well, you know, uh, that used to be a high-paying job. I remember hearing about that as a kid because nobody wanted to do it, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, uh, probably, fuck, seven years ago now, six years ago, something like that, I was just kind of at a point in my life where it's like, fuck it, I need a fresh start. Right. And I started, I, I remembered, it. I was like, oh, the thing. Yes. White out. So yes. I, I remember those movies. I, I remember that that used to be a really high paying job. So I looked into it. it it's not a high paying job anymore, really, at all. And, right. uh. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. But that was that was that was before after after this. Oh, so. yes, right, right. Anyway, um, yeah, not a not a high paying job. I mean, if it was a high paying job, I I would go there hmm. in a heartbeat. And, and I'm I'm sure you would. Um, uh, honestly, it, it, even if they were just like fifty thousand a year, I'm there. Fifty thousand a year, really? Yes. Well, it probably wouldn't cost that much to live in those areas, so you'd actually be making out pretty well. Yeah, I, I would. I would do it. That, that's all the more I need. And uh. you know what gets me is there's so many people that are just like, "Oh, it's so cold. I can't stand the cold." Are, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you'd rather you'd rather be in the cold. It's days like today that reinforce my opinion of that. Because you know what? Yes, it is cold. Yeah. You know what you do? Mm-hmm. You put on another shirt, maybe a flannel shirt over the top of that, and then when you go outside, you put on a fucking jacket, maybe some gloves, you dumbass. Yeah. If it's real cold, a hat. Yeah. Guess what? That keeps you warm. Yeah. When it's 90 plus degrees like it is today, yeah. I I can only take off so many clothes and not get arrested. <laughs> I would love to see you running around your town butt naked and being like, oh, it's too hot for clothes. 
It's fucking true, and that doesn't even relieve it. Officer, my, do you wear shorts or do you wear jeans all year round? Uh, well, I change with the season. Okay, um, so you do wear if shorts. It, if it is 70 and above, yeah. short weather. Good boy. <clears throat> Good boy. So I could see you. Officers, I couldn't wear shorts. The shorts were sticking to my balls. That's true. Yeah. It it's happens. Very true. I know, it happened to me. Like, you know, and then they ride up and it's just not comfortable. And you know what gets me is, you know, with this fucking day and age, places don't have air conditioning. Like, it's not a widely accepted thing. It's still, like, a luxury. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? When we were looking for houses, that blew my mind. How many houses still don't have air conditioning? You mean central air. Yes. yes, any form of air conditioning. I, I don't give a shit what it is. Right. It blows my mind that houses are not equipped more commonly with air conditioning. Okay, so my question is, because I noticed that you're looking for a central air unit, and I'm I'm not very thrilled that I, I, I went and I, I found a place, and you didn't even acknowledge my comment on Facebook. That's hard. Oh, I saw it. I saw you it, and I will be it. contacting... Uh, the two places uh probably tomorrow i don't know if they're fucking open um no holiday week and all doesn't fucking matter assholes. i think i think they'll be open at least i think okay they have a right to be closed wednesday because it is the 4th of july they have a right to be closed that day but any other day they should be open yeah we'll see that's my thought um, and all well wait but also if you were looking for central air conditioning, or air conditioning in general, did you just not find a house that was in the area that, you know, you liked, that, you know, had the air conditioning, so that's why we you went with the cabin? Because, yeah, we, you know. we, we did not. I mean, we found two houses that we liked. The right. one sold before we could make an offer, mm -hmm. so we took the second option. I see. But, yeah, that still just blows my fucking mind. Air conditioning has been around since the 50s. What the fuck, people? Yeah, and Father Knows Best they had air conditioning. As in Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck, people? Yeah, follow the motto of our 50s classic television shows. And get air conditioning in your house. Yeah, it, Stay it's... Stay cool. Stop living like fucking savages. Exactly. It is essential at this point. It is as essential at this point to me mm -hmm. to have air conditioning as heat. Right. And, and and for all you fucking people out there like, I have seasonal depression. Well, I don't have seasonal depression. I have seasonal pissed off. <laughs> because when I get fucking hot and I can't cool off, yeah. I get fucking pissed off. You get so pissed that's, off. It's my seasonal depression right there. Fuck well, you, all really, you people out it's, there enjoying this weather, running around really like, depression. oh, look at me, it's so nice. Yeah, but Fuck it's not you. really your depression. You're just all pissed off and mad and angry. You're not depressed. And hot and sweaty and sticky and yeah. fuck that. Now, fucking see, now, see, that's good fucking conditions. Yeah. They God love damn. that. And you know what? Speaking of being pissed off and disappointed, I know I'm, I'm, I'm veering off to the complete left here. Oh, you're going to talk about your interview now. I, I gotcha. No, 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 no. No, we'll get to that in a second because I know, <laughs> like I said, I know that I'm brilliant. And I no. I know that, that that I gave you a run for your money. I get it. And, uh, you know, you can I'm, – I'm, I'm King Michael J now. I get it. But um, Shudder. 
I signed up for Shudder for the uh, Joe Bob Last Drive-In Marathon. Good man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, Shudder is really only four ninety nine a month. If you right. want to pay the yearly fee of like $47 in one shot, it comes out to three ninety nine a month. You get it for the year. I didn't do that. I just did the monthly thing for four ninety nine. I don't care. It's not, you know... Right, it's $5 a month. Who gives right. a shit? Yes. The issue is, um, there's really nowhere for me to watch it except for the computer or well, my phone. Your your TV, man. The TV does not have an app for it. My blue, My 4K player does not have an app for it. Um, Can't you just go to the site? Um, I don't know. I didn't try. <laughs> you didn't think of that, did you? No, I didn't. Cause I oh, you fucking didn't genius, you. But, um, no, but there is an app on Xbox One, but I don't have an Xbox One. My brother does, but I don't have it, and that's upstairs. I don't utilize that. So uh, it's not on PlayStation 4, which is disappointing, because I have one of those in the den, so I could use utilize that. But, again... You know, not there. And also, I know we had talked... So your, your disappointment is that you didn't think to just go to the website. Well, you might not be able to do that on the TV. Because it might not be supported on that. It's probably not. It really probably is not supported on that. So, that's what we're, that's what we're thinking about. And also... Um, what the fuck was the other thing I was going to say about it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the resolution of the films. They are not in 1080p. Oh, yeah? The majority of the films on the site are standard definition. Or, a select few are 720p. The rest are 480. Okay. How's the selection, though? It does have a selection. I'm not discounting that. Okay, cool. But I think at this point, you know, you should really try to, you know, up your game here and maybe get apps for more platforms out there, please. Thank you. Well, it's probably a cost thing, in all honesty. Well, that's fine. Raise your price another few dollars a month. It's... And that's what keeps them competitive, though, is their price, Mike. Yeah, but they're not competitive because they still don't have what Netflix has. Nah, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't watched Netflix. I don't really watch it that much either. Well, I you just, don't watch anything, really. I just know that they don't have Netflix. You're just complaining about an app that you won't even really use besides for the last drive-in. No, I'll probably use it for some other stuff. Cause there no, you some won't. Other, there is some other things on there that I do want to watch. You say that, but we'll come back... In December, with our Marvel Spectacular, yeah. and oh, Mike, uh, your Shutter app, your, your Shutter app. How's that going, man? What have you watched? Oh, I haven't watched anything. But that's exactly how I was going to go because well, Father Knows Best was on, and Leave It to hmm. Beaver, and I had to watch that for the twentieth time. Yeah, because it, I, I just, I'm so nostalgic for that perfect family that I've never had, and the it makes me cry family. every single time and they, they you know i could always. watch this new horror film that i don't know if it's good or bad but father knows best i know that's good they don't always make me cry 
but a lot of the time they do. Robert Anyway, moving on to something that people that are still alive can relate to. You wanted to talk about your interview. I made fun of you on the anniversary show for it. Well, and you hadn't listened to it at that time, right? Yeah, I've gone and I've listened to it, Michael. Oh, you had. I gone that. Did you download it or did you stream it from Legion? I downloaded it. Okay, good for you. Uh, Well, I've since deleted it. Uh, That's disappointing. I figured that would be something that you'd want to save. Uh, as you should uh, huh? now <laughs> overall it was uh, it was a decent interview actually it's not bad um, you got some good information uh, I like how you actually got personal there that was really nice uh, how you guys related it was good I, I really liked it overall it was very good the only thing I could critique okay. is uh, you Mike okay. you, you what did I do you just seemed a little too forced, a little too. This is my radio voice, and a little too full of shit. Honestly, really? you know, I kind of got that too, and I don't know why that is. You, what you honestly reminded me of yeah. was me when I first started interviewing people. Oh, well, I have to be professional. This right. is Rabbit and Red. Now, please welcome our very special, our spectacular guest. Well, no, I just wanted to, you know, present him in that light. It wasn't that I'm trying to act like all, you know, preppy or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you know. Oh, and that, that thing, that thing sounds great, and I can't wait for that. And that, that other thing that I just heard about, that sounds great. I can't it wait for really, that either. Yeah, but it really does, though. I, wasn't I know lying. you are that guy, but it just came off as like, oh, oh, you got, oh, I'll talk positive about that. It just came off you know fake but i know you are that guy that was excited it's like fuck yeah i have to buy all these documentaries i do and that's the thing (laughs) i will because i have and i just i do (laughs) people don't realize uh, i fucking buy everything i just don't oh you don't watch them (laughs) yeah you don't watch any of it but you'll you buy all of it yes (laughs) i do it's insane. Uh, it really is. Uh, you are insane, yes. That is very, very true. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, do you have any more bullshit for us to really dive into, or can we just take a break and uh, dive into Alice Sweet Alice? Well, I have to get into stuff with that, but I will do that in that portion of the program. Um... Yeah, I don't have anything else. I think we're good. All right. Well, then. Uh, Heredit- we'll be- Hereditary sucked. Don't go see it. Thank you. There you go. Had to throw that little blurb in there because I didn't get an opportunity to before. And you didn't see it. But I will say it did suck. So do not see it. Worst movie of 2018. I highly doubt it's the worst movie of 2018. I, but I, I will. I will. I, do I will somewhat take your word. I will somewhat take your word. Somewhat, because you know that I am right. And I no, because I'm it looked about. a little artsy to me, and I have a hard time getting into artsy films, but I somewhat take your word, because usually, well, you're about 50-50, in all honesty. 
I'm about some to films are just like it's amazing and I'm just sitting over here throwing the Blu-ray away like fuck that piece of shit what's a film that I think is amazing that you threw the, the gallows the, that is fucking amazing don't give yeah, me that yeah we've got into that a bunch I'm not talking about it anymore yeah, it does it's so good it. it's so good and I cannot wait for the gallows too coming soon yeah anyway Something else coming soon is Alice Sweet Alice. So we will be back with more Rabbit in Red right after this. Emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, LegionPodcasts.com, the Psychosemantic Podcast. Talking about the 1976 horror mystery thriller, Alice, Sweet Alice, and the IMDb running time is wrong. It is not 98 minutes. It is 100. Well, that's probably off the. Uh, it's probably off the U.S. theatrical or Doesn't the matter. cut no, version. There is not a cut version. That is the only. It runs. One. No, there there is a cut version because the the eighty eight films is the only uncut version on Blu ray. Yeah, I well, it's probably that. the only version of this on Blu ray, but yeah, it is. There anyway, no other, you know. But it says nobody cares. I care, but it says after a young girl is brutally murdered during her first communion, her strange and withdrawn older sister becomes the main suspect. But are the but are the authorities mistaken? I don't know. Are they? Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
<clears throat> yeah, kicking off our slasher summer with Alice Sweet Alice. So as we said previously, with this, uh, we're going to be looking at one of the 88 films, slasher classics, uh, at least one a week, or week, uh, an episode, possibly two. So we are kicking it off with Alice Sweet Alice because... Mike hasn't seen this since it was on VHS, so that was probably 90s, Michael? Um, no, I'm going to say I had the VHS in the late 80s because I remember being 9 and 10 years old watching it. So Okay, so and, it's been a very long time for you. Right, and, it's, and the thing is I had the Anchor Bay DVD... I just never watched. You never it. watched it. Yeah, exactly. and it, yeah but it's weird because when you watch the movie, you know, being nine and ten years old, you don't pick up on certain things that when I was watching it this time, I'm oh like, my god, wow! I'm like, there's so much more to this that I didn't even realize was there. Like I didn't even uh, realize I, that. There yeah, was we will. Why didn't you tell me you were menstruating? We will get into that. <laughs> well. Here, before we really get into it too much, you, that was kind of your experience with it. You know, you haven't seen it in, what, three decades almost? It's been a while. And I know you haven't seen it right. since, you know, before uh, the other day. So, Right. I had never actually seen this. Um, I was aware of it because of the, uh, uh, what was it, the 100 Scariest Moments by Bravo or was it AMC? I don't remember which Bravo channel that was it. on, but Bravo did it. That's what I thought. Yeah, Th that's where I became aware of it, really, and I've been meaning to watch it. And uh, we finally, both of us, had the perfect excuse to watch it, and that's why we are kicking off with Alice, sweet Alice. Yes. So, uh, I, if you don't mind, Mike. I'm actually going to get us going here. Okay, feel free. All right. So, like I said, very first time I, I ever seen this, popped it in, started playing, and uh, I actually like how it starts. You know, it, it starts uh, with the, the title sequence. It's just a static picture, and then it actually moves, and we get the title of the film kind of. No, not really, because it says Holy Terror, and it's not what I mean. That's, the, that's, the that's UK, fucking weird. That's the UK title. Well, here, here's because that that threw me, and I just started thinking right away of like the old, like '60s movies and how they would change the title frequently, and sometimes it, you'd you'd get like a title play it past the just plastered right over top of the old title. And that's kind of what it reminded me of, so I had to do a tiny bit of research. And this uh, this film's actually been released, I think, three different times. The first time was as Communion, and then uh, Holy Terror, and now it is Alice Sweet Alice. The so that I fucking weird, but Alice Sweet Alice. Right, I think that's the most common one. Yeah. Um. But it's weird, and I kind of like that little throwback aspect of it. It's just, I don't know, threw me, got me thinking about those old films. So right off, you know, the, the creepy music and that whole little thing, I, we're off to a good start. I'm enjoying it right away. But, you know, straight from here, we're thrown into this really fucking weird aspect where 
it's just we're tossed straight into a scene with a single mother and her two daughters. One of them's kind of a brat, and they're visiting Father Tom and setting up for the, the youngest daughter's communion. Mm. Nothing like just tossing us straight into some shit here. <laughs> we don't even get an establishing shot, really. I don't believe anyway. It's just boom right away. Yeah, I'm trying to do the theme. And I'm telling you, you don't agree. <laughs> you don't agree. But there are definitely music cues that Sleepaway Camp stole from Alice, Sweet Alice. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm saying I don't remember Sleepaway Camp good enough to either verify wow. or throw you under the bus there. Wow. wow. And Vince selected you, and you know nothing. No. <laughs> I I know quite a bit. I've seen that film twice. It's never struck me as like the film that I need to watch repeatedly. I've definitely seen it more times. It's than got. You have. It, it, Dude, it's she well, gets I've a curling it, iron up her I've, pussy. How can you not enjoy that? I've seen it more than <laughs> twice. The it's, two are really memorable. Once in the theater, and then uh, I when believe the most recently for retrospective theater? we did. Uh, during one of the 35 millimeter fests. Oh, the After Dark things. Okay, yeah, I accept it. But, uh, yeah, it has some really cool kills and an awesome ending, but it's never really stuck with me. It's never been one of those ones that I loved. Anyway, wow. on to this one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we have that setup, but something that kind of struck me right off is this film feels off. And that's not a bad thing, but it feels very European. Like, this seems like a Jalo film to me, right off. Right. Like, as soon as we're going, as we get, like, a scene in, and I'm just sitting there like, is the director of this Italian? And No, he's not. He's just not very good. Um, oh, I disagree, but okay. Oh, yeah, because you love his, what, other film he made? No, he's a production designer. He's worked on plenty of films. Right, right. As a director. Um, I and, don't think and, he's done any other films, but that's fine. And the thing that gets me is uh, apparently a lot of people feel this way, and he claims that he's never really watched Jalo films up until after the production of this. And I call bullshit because this feels so much like a Jalo film. Anyway, we get the whole thing, and this scene with the, the children and creepy father Tom. I'm just going to keep calling him that because uh, what the fuck is his relationship with this single mother, these children, and he gives Karen his mother's cross. Like, that that's his mother's. Yeah. And he just gives it to this girl. What is their relationship? It is he's fucking He's not going to have any kids, so why would he not give that So he's just her? lashed on to the single mother and, and kind of surrogate fathering these two girls i guess okay so what the hell does he do just sit in his room at night and jerk off wishing he was with this single mother it's i i don't know it's 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 a very weird dynamic maybe with maybe father tom knew that alice was menstruating Ooh, that's a possibility but he's one of the few people that so don't ooh, sticky fingers, hit on her sticky fingers he's one of the few that don't actually hit on her though which is we'll get into it it's fucking weird so, pretty much from here, we get a scene with, you know, Alice tormenting her sister Karen, and we establish her her rain jacket and a mask she likes to wear. 
Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You know, just simple kid shit. Nothing that struck me like, oh my God. It was just a kid's prank. Nothing that I haven't done or other people haven't done. No big deal. Whatever. Okay. And then we go to the actual communion. And uh, as it's going on, Karen gets strangled. And I have to say, I like I like this, you know. I, I I thought it was brutal enough. I mean, this little kid, she's probably like what ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, she'll never make it to menstruation. No, no, gets strangled, uh, and uh, I, I thought it was a little, little too much of the dragging. But who gives a shit? I really liked that the killer posed her and lit the the candle. Only thing I, I would say that's truly negative about that, I wanted to see it. How much? How hard would it have been to to get the shot of her in the bench? Yeah, but you saw, you did kind of see that though when they were developing photos, and you saw a shot of her burned face. And that was awesome. One of my favorite moments in this entire film. Right. Incredibly effective. Well, well done. Loved that part. Right. But I'm just saying, for this moment, for this scene right here, we should have got a shot of her in the casket. Or in the casket, in in the bench. In the bench. Well, it could be like a casket. It was was her pseudo-casket. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, I I just think that that was a missed opportunity right there. Just that creepy shot of her in there, the candle, and the, the killer lighting the candle. Now, why do you feel that the killer lit the candle and put the candle in the bench in, you know, an effort to burn her? Why do you feel that happened? Um, I I have no idea. There's a lot of religious undertones. Well, not really even undertones. There's a lot of religious tones to this film. Right. I mean, it's a heavy theme throughout. Yeah. Um, I I think it was just to 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 keep with that that she had the candle that it didn't go out because in the catholic religion that that's kind of a big deal i believe hmm. i don't know i'm agnostic i don't remember so anyway so really good kill from here the girl's father who's now remarried i know this is a shocking family dynamic for or this was supposed to be in the 60s i believe like 61 yeah 61 Right, and uh, this was made in 76, so even still then, it wasn't a widely accepted family dynamic. So, yeah, okay. Father's remarried, shows up, and uh, he gets almost questioned to the police. You know, he, he goes and talks to them, and they almost question him about his daughter, and he gets the hint that, you know, everyone's kind of looking at her because... She has somewhat of a, a, a history, and you know she was there. She had the the veil from Karen, so yeah. But again, she didn't know that that was Karen's veil at that point. Right? No one knows, in all honesty. Right. I mean, it, once again, this is simple children shit that people are just kind of like, oh, look at her. She had it. Where was she? She wanted communion fuck her she obviously did it so logically he's just kind of like well this is bullshit and they're on a witch hunt well i might as well start looking that's a bit of a stretch for me but i understand it (laughs) but with this we're also starting to get a lot of hints that alice might be the killer right killer wears the same kind of rain jacket 
the killer wears the same kind of mask that she wore when she tormented her sister or earlier when she played a prank and scared Father Tom's housekeeper. Well, did you always think, like, did you feel that it was Alice or did you Not once, no. Oh, really? The entire time watching this, no, not at all. Oh, really? But did you have any idea who it was if it wasn't Alice? No. No, I had no idea who the killer was, but I didn't. I didn't buy her for a second. Right. I mean, yeah, she she plays pranks on her sisters. Yes, she dresses the same. Yes, she's kind of a brat and a little bit of a bitch to the landlord, but we get to see that they don't have the best relationship. So you know what? I would be a fucking asshole to him, too. And, yeah, she has a little bit of a troubled past, but, you know, she comes from a, divor- a divorced family. A broken home, it, yeah. Yeah, it's understandable. She's got some issues. She's and then nuts. everyone keeps... Everyone keeps making this big deal about what you have in the basement. I will tell what you have in the basement. And we get to see it, and it's what? A fucking doll, a mask, and some bugs? Ooh, big Roaches. fucking deal. Roaches. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, not every 12-year-old plays with bugs and has dolls and a mask. You are evil. Yeah, this is simple children shit. But she's menstruating, so people, you know, <laughs> girls that are menstruating should not be playing with roaches. I mean, you know... They would get up into places it's not a, they shouldn't. I don't know. It's it's weird. And then, you know, the aunt comes into the picture here because she, she agrees I'm going to help around the house. And she's just a raging cunt yeah. to Alice the entire time and, and kind of a bitch even to Alice's mom because I guess she's divorced. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't get a good read on that either. And also, um, you know what? Speaking of – I'll say this now so I don't forget it, but – Speaking of um, Alice's mother, uh, that was played by Linda Miller. Do you know who Linda Miller is? You probably uh, don't. Victor Miller's wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Linda Miller was married to Jason Miller. Do you know who Jason Miller is? No. Jason Miller was um, in The Exorcist. <gasps> Okay. He was he was one of the priests. The he was the young priest. Um, I forget the fuck his name. Not Father Marin, the other one. Uh, Karis, Father Karis. That's it. That yeah, was the him. one that sacrifices himself at the end, right. and then comes back in part three. Right, and then do you know? Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen The Exorcist three. Um, I've seen uh, it, I'm so over it. It's it. decades old. So right. if you're sitting there like, oh my god, you just spoiled The Exorcist three. <laughs> exactly. Fuck yourself, man. Seriously. Go find a safe space, cry to somebody who gives a fuck, because I do not. He doesn't care. Which, by the way, if you're listening now and haven't seen Alice Sweet Alice, we're going to spoil it if you haven't already figured that out. Right, so please turn this off and watch it if you haven't, because it really is an enjoyable film. But anyway, I, I shut up. I digress. <laughs> I digress. No, but um, I'm saving my opinion on that until the end. And also, um, Linda Miller uh, is Jason Patrick's mother. You know the actor Jason Patrick. Okay. Yeah. And also, do you know yes, whose daughter? Yes. Do you know whose daughter that she is? No. Are we going to just keep going down our fucking she, family tree? No, but I found this interesting. She is the daughter of Jackie Gleason. Ah, uh, okay. Now that is interesting. Better known as Ralph Cramden from The Honeymooners, my favorite show of all time. And I uh, see. So I think Buford of Jackie Gleason. T. Justice. Yep. That's exactly I knew, where I you know, go. When I saw that, I'm like, 
some bitch. Yep, I'm like, you know what? He there is no way, no way you came from my loins. First thing I'm going to do when we get home is I'm going to punch your mama square in the mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking love smoking the bandit. It might be incredibly sexist and racist at the same time. Still fucking love it. Who do you like better, the Smokey or the Bandit? Or the Camaro? I, it's not a Camaro. It's not. It's, oh, it's a Trans Am, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which isn't even a special edition of the Camaro. It is a Firebird special edition. Oh. And you know nothing, Michael. I can't believe you're still my co-host. I, I love smoking the bandit, though. I'm just not like in depth with the car I, thing always. Oh my god, I love that movie. Whoa. Anyway, okay, getting back to this off our tirade about <laughs> her family tree. Yeah, I love that though, and I will, I will, I will continue to provide such useless information throughout <laughs> the whole slasher summer series. <laughs> All right, so. From here, we get Alice going down to uh, the creepy, obese landlord. Uh, I think he was gay. Do you think so? I I think he couldn't act. No, it's not that he, he couldn't act. I, I think that he was... Dude, he too... was overacting like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, well, he did one other movie, as uh, that is my understanding. I believe he was also a part of After the... this, this was his very first one. Um, well, he did Bloodsucking Freaks, but he was dead soon after this anyway. He died in 1978. Yeah, I bet it was heart disease. I don't know. But yeah, 1978, he died. Battery. He just got hungry and started eating himself. Oh, is that weight shaming? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, be. we're not a PC show. Fuck you that. bitch. You bitch. You bitch. Well, yeah, he, he okay, so he he's just blatantly ignoring this twelve year old child who has the rent check. Yeah, she's kind of a bitch to him, whatever. She's always been a bitch to him, but here we get to see why she's a bitch to him. Mm-hmm. This guy fucking sexually assaults a twelve year old. Like he's feeling her up, has her pressed up against the door. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this is holy shit. You know, did the guy from Jeepers Creepers fucking direct to this that like at first, seeing that's this who scene I that was the... he was you know it kind of looked like a victor salva wannabe I, I, as soon as this scene played Maybe that's out where victor salva got the idea from i i was just wondering if he wrote it if he was like a producer i was really curious i looked into it as far as i was able to find he wasn't involved no. but I was just blown away this is fucking insane to me like we almost have a rape scene with a 12 year old Real well, fucking close. Well, if it wasn't know, for animal abuse. Yeah, well, you know what? Oh, yeah, that was great, too. Where she... Did you get upset? Because I know you like cats. Did you get upset when she broke the cat's neck? She didn't break the cat's neck. She grabbed the cat and threatened yeah, her. Yeah, but I thought, that, I thought when she threw no. the cat down that it broke its neck. Cats always land on their feet, man. It was fine. You killed my cat. You bitch. You bitch. You bitch. Yeah. You know why um, he's sexually assaulted. Fucking creepy. And then she runs down into the basement. Yeah to play with her shit and try and comfort herself. Yeah. Understandably so, the obese landlord that she's probably known for years just tried to rape her. Right. And possibly not for the first time. Right. Well, you know what it is? It's the, it's the pheromones that the body gives off through menstruation that, you know. And he but, smelled that and he was like, hmm. But, okay. 
From here, <laughs> Annie, the the horrible cunt aunt, yes. is coming down the stairs yeah. and uh, sees somebody in the rain slicker with a mask on. Yeah. And obviously that's Alice because Alice has already been portrayed using that. Okay, right, so we get I that. I don't think that she, Yeah, but the aunt, I don't think, knew that that was Alice or thought that that was Alice because I don't think the aunt saw Alice at any no, time wearing I, that. I believe that she actually said Alice or, or she addressed the character at, at some point. Yeah. But here, right here's, let me explain why I was never fooled. All right. Okay. Obviously, I knew it was a red herring and I wasn't buying it. But right here, here's a glaring point that you can watch every single time to understand. Every single time we see Alice with her rain jacket on, her rain slicker, whatever the fuck you want to call it, on, there's a brooch on hers. Every time we see the killer, there's not. So that's the difference. That's how you can tell right there. But anyway, she's coming down the stairs. She addresses the the person. The person turns, fucking stabs her in the thigh. Awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Really like that. Tries to get her a couple more times. The landlord hears the screaming. The mother hears the screaming. They both come out into the hallway. The killer, unable to get her, flees. All right, so everyone sees the person in the rain jacket flee. Yeah. You know, uh, Annie kind of crawls out into the rainstorm. That was You know, cool screaming, hysterical. That. Yeah. That is a great fucking shot. That, that whole thing with the mom out there just screaming, begging for help, and the lady laying there and the blood on the sidewalk – Beautiful, amazing. Love that scene. So well done. Right. And, uh, you know, we then get the hospital scene, and Annie identifies Alice as her attacker, and there's this whole family drama right there. Mm. You know, basically, the, the mother saying that she's just trying to protect her own fat little girl who was conveniently absent from the communion. Right. So... That's that's a whole, been a whole thing that they've been kind of talking about throughout here is that Annie's daughter, the, the horrible cunt aunt, her daughter was absent from the communion. So where was the fat one? They even call her the fat one. So yeah, they do. The Angel. cops call her the fat one. Yeah, and that's see, that's another glaring omission that you forgot. Her daughter's name is Angela, which is also from Sleepaway Camp. So not only this movie came out first. Understood. That's why I'm saying not only did Sleepaway you're saying camp, that that they you're giving Sleepaway Camp way too much credit. I'm saying Sleepaway Camp stole the cues from the score. No, no, no. And no, they also I don't, I don't, stole, stole the character name. And I don't believe that because and they're stealing the pedophilia angle because the fucking cook. Dude, you give that film way too much credit. But it's all there. Think about it. Anybody who's listening. You're, you're drawing way too Sleepaway many conclusions. Camp. All right, here's here's what I want. Anyone anybody, who's actually seen Sleepaway Camp should know Anybody who's listening that, to this show, please, I'll when we're done here, watch Alice Sweet Alice and then watch Sleepaway Camp back to back. And you, you tell me. You tell me that I'm wrong. You're I'm wrong. wrong. The, I'm not the, the connection is not there. It is there. Okay, the, the, cues, there. the cues may have been stolen, okay? Most likely what that was is they used a similar editor or the yeah, composer, no, whatever. They and they were just like, have. hey, I have they, this laying around. Have. Let's slap it in. They couldn't have because Sleepaway Camp was 1983. Alice Sweet Alice was 76, right? So, so the same composer wasn't still working? I'm pretty sure that composer was dead. Yeah. See, right now you're just making excuses. I guarantee that's all it was. There was nobody working it that hard, that inspired behind Sleepaway Camp. I'm sorry, but most likely, 
the character's name was Angela because that was the first person they were going to hire. And then she, you know, got molested or pregnant or something. So they had to hire someone else. They just kept it with Angela. Or maybe that was what he, he jotted down on a fucking napkin at Denny's. I don't know. Don't give that film too much credit. It's it's all it, the proof is there. You just don't want to realize it, and that's fine. But it's there. I I think you're just giving too much credit where credit's not due. You're one of those fans that is drawing conclusions to things that there's there's just not connections there. The, the musical cues may or may not be the same. I don't know. I think it's just a coincidence. But anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about Sleepaway Camp. Let's stop fucking talking about Sleepaway Camp. Let's I'm talk about trying to make a com- I'm trying Sweet to make a Alice. comparison, that's all. Well, we'll make that at the end. Save it for the end. Okay. Then, Michael. Well, I have to go through because as you're bringing up points, all I'm right. just trying you, you, to compare. Compare and contrast, right. bitch. Okay. Point taken. We did it in school. I don't believe it. I think you're full of shit. Yeah, you may taken. not believe it, but people who are listening may believe it and they'd be like, wow, this Michael J is a smart dude. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. All right. No, they're probably just wishing you'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, so Alice is now questioned by the police. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we get the whole question thing and then, believe it or not, she actually did see the killer. And it was her dead sister, Karen. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Like, honestly, I think they should have played that up more. That should have been a bigger deal. But it's just kind of a little throwaway right there. Like, that should have been a bigger deal that it, she's saying it was Karen. Like, they should have made a bigger deal out of that that it could be a dead girl. Is it a dead girl? What What about this whole Karen thing? Because I really liked that. But they, they just kind of let it go. That That is another huge missed opportunity. Like, the other one was a shot I think they should have got. This is a huge missed opportunity. But right after this, we get more creepy pedophilia bullshit where the cops are talking. Uh, did you see that look she gave me when I was strapping the vest on her for the lie detector? It's like she wanted me to feel her up. I mean, I did, but it's like she wanted me to. I don't like it when they want me to. I just wanted to feel up this 12-year-old girl's tits. You know, They're not quite formed yet, but I wanted to feel them up. It's not right that she wanted me to feel her up. What the fuck? Mm. What is wrong with it? It's yeah, so was, fucking creepy. That was different. Creepy. It was different. Uh, yeah. Young Michael Zane anyway. did not pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all this went over his head. Yeah. <laughs> but from here, Alice is sent to a mental hospital and forced to stay there for an evaluation. Makes sense. Uh, <laughs> but her dad then receives a phone call from someone claiming to be, you know, the fat daughter. Yeah. The the missing one. I don't I don't remember her name. Angela. It's not important. Yeah, right. Angela, I'm not important. Reference. Right. Yeah. The the I'm not important character. All right. So and they claim to have the stolen cross from Karen. Okay, cool. Mm. So he goes to this abandoned building and we get a decent chase. We get some nice scenery shots, I guess at least. This this is the only part where I can really say I get where he's saying he's influenced by Hitchcock. Really, this this scene here is the one I, I get that with. The rest of it, eh, maybe. But, you know, we get a cool chase. He gets the stab. The knife falls and lands on the railing. Cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we then get the reveal of who the killer is? I mean, what the fuck? We just got into the third act. Why are we finding out who the killer is? That seems like that shouldn't be right now. Right. Weird. And the funny thing is with that is when I was a kid, like when I watched the movie, you know, last night for the show, I um, I remembered that scene with the reveal, and I thought that that was the end of the movie. And then I was like, uh, right. I was like, wait, it, it feels like it should be. I was like, wait, I'm like this, this movie runs an hour and 47 minutes and we are at like an hour and 15. So <laughs> I'm like, this movie is not 75 minutes. I'm like, I don't get it. But then, you know, I realized I'm like, okay, there's more to this story then. So. Right, and here's the thing: is it's just a random fucking character that you'd never really noticed before. It's it's the housekeeper. Like well, I never even got her name. Mrs. Tredoni. Right, I still don't fucking care. It's the housekeeper. Yeah, but she had a reason for it, though. Uh, kinda, but the the kill. I I like that that she she hits him with the the brick, and then he bites the cross, and she smashes him Ooh. in the face repeatedly, trying to get Ooh. it back. Yeah, Can't get great. it, and then just shoves him out the fucking uh, door? Yeah. Guess that was a door? I thought yeah, it was, it was a, a door. Yeah. I thought it was a window. Or like no, a... no, 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 no. If you remember, she opened it up. It was like a loading door. Oh, right, right, right. All right. So, father's now dead. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we then kind of get a reason for the housekeeper being the killer. She's... She's jealous of Father Tom's relationship with Alice's family. Right. Well, I get that. It's fucking creepy. I've said that since the beginning of this. That makes sense. Okay. You devoted your life to this, and you're thinking that he's banging this, you know, single mom. I get it. I kind of, I guess. So Uh, she thinks that the priest is cheating on God. Basically? Yeah. Because she even says, he belongs in church. Yeah. What? I think she wanted a piece of Father Tom and, and, and there's just so much sexual tension throughout this movie I mean so many guys have sexual tension with a 12 year old fucking creepy uh, she has sexual tension with Father Tom Father Tom has sexual tension with Alice's mom which by the way if you're, you're noticing I'm just calling a lot of people Alice's this it's because they weren't important enough for me to remember I'm sorry well, if you're like care. a huge fan of this and you're just like oh my god I can't believe you don't remember Al- Angela's name Sorry, I, I, it didn't stick with me. I didn't fucking care. It's like none of them had a, a big enough whatever. Anyway, so the housekeeper then decides that she's going to go after the family. Right. She's going after Alice's mom and Alice. Right, Catherine is Alice. But mom. conveniently, yes, the landlord spots her, and this all takes place moments after Alice played a prank on him. Mm-hmm. So he takes off after her thinking it's Alice, and grabs her up, and she freaks out and stabs him, because, you know, oh, I'm going to murder these people, and... That was great. Yeah, <laughs> she... Yeah, he starts slamming her around, which, cool. She yeah. stabs him a couple times, he stumbles into his apartment, and then falls dead. Yeah. I like it. She's scrambling to get away, the cop breaks in, sees her get away, so she's identified. Right. Well, this makes logical sense, I'm going with it. I mean, for a fucking slasher film, alright. She escapes, she gets to the church, which, uh, she's fucking crazy about church, I get it, it makes sense. Right. Father Tom, though, tries to convince the cops that 
I got this. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. She's not going to do anything to me. She's mm-hmm. wanted this holy cock for years, yes. and I've held out on her. Holy cock. I'm just going to be like, come with me. I'll give you the holy cock, and then you can go with the police. <laughs> and then, conveniently enough, communion's going on. Mm-hmm. She forces her way to the front with her little bag full of murder tricks. Mm-hmm. And... uh gets right beside Alice and she's ready to take communion and Father Tom cock blocks her on the communion like I, I think when she's kneeling there with her tongue out she really wants Father Tom just to slip his cock in her mouth right like well the way Alice has been sticking her tongue out for the communion too I kind of get that vibe even in the beginning I was just like that's really kind of sexual to take communion yeah but anyway um he tries to convince her, you know, just come with me, blah, blah, blah. And surprisingly, I didn't see this coming. She fucking killed him right in front of Alice. Like, right through the fucking neck. You know? And sound, it, too. Right? And, and then, you know, the blood pouring out, Father Tom falls. She embraces him, all incredibly happy that she's finally getting this moment. Blood running down all over. And this is just pretty much how it ends, with the crazy housekeeper embracing him, the cops running up to surround her and take her, and then we have Alice. She's just walking off, and she has a housekeeper's murder bag. Right. And she looks inside and pulls out the knife that she's used to kill everyone, and that's the end. We just kind of hold on Alice. Right, and I like how the music kind of cut and it was just a still frame of her and then the credits go up and there's no music it's silent and that's all you get right right so now's your time to to make your points you you can go ahead and make your points and give your and do you feel if okay now if father tom would have given mrs stradoni the housekeeper as you call her communion do you think that she would have killed him then i don't know um See, the the film was originally called Communion. There seems to be this really big theme about communion in this. I mean, well, Alice is always... around it, so... Well, no, no, think about it. Alice has always denied communion, too. Like, when her sister Karen is discovered, she's waiting to take communion, doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Just before Father Tom is killed, she's waiting to take communion, doesn't get it. They skip over her to go to the housekeeper. Right. So... That it's a heavy theme throughout this, and I don't know why Alice is always denied. So, if any of our our Catholic listeners want to clue me in as to what subtext I'm kind of missing here, um, I know it's it, it's a theme throughout this. I just I don't know enough about Catholicism to fully understand this. Maybe, I'm sorry. Maybe Alice has a demon inside of her, and now you know that. Um, the housekeeper got apprehended and caught and all that shit. Alice will pick up where she left off. And I think that's definitely how we're supposed to take this is, you know, we're supposed to think that this girl is troubled, even though, you know, she's barely troubled at all, especially by today's standards. I mean, fuck, she, she's perfectly normal by today's standards, but Mm. yeah, she's a little bit of a brat and she comes from a broken home. She's a little flirty, even though she's 12 Mostly because I think everyone around her is sexualizing her. Right. So then, of course, if you do that to somebody enough, of course they're going to take on that role 
because right. you know that's what and who knows expecting. how long how long this has been going on with her and the house or the housekeeper her and the landlord right who knows as to if he's actually raped her before he may have which could have led to some of these issues right anyway a lot of speculation going on here and and i definitely think that you know we're led to believe that and i kind of do think that yeah she could kill some people that's that's kind of my takeaway from it she could be you know the new killer Right, and you do know, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Alfred Soule's cousin is Dante Tomaselli, I believe. Um, he has done other horror movies, uh, Satan's Playground, I believe, or something along those lines. I forget exactly what the fuck the name of his film is. But Never heard of it. He has the, the, the rights to the remake of Alice, Sweet Alice, through his cousin, Alfred Soul, and he's trying to get that off the ground. He's been trying to get it off the ground for um, a few years now. A few years? It's what over ten now? Yeah, I, I think believe. he's been trying since like two thousand and seven. It's not happening, man. A Give up. Well, a script is written. He just wants to kind of keep it independent, like the original, um, you know, film was. And I, I think that this is a film that you should remake because it's not, you know, what I mean. It's not a well-known. I don't want to say that. It has a cult following, but it's not a well-known film. So right. I think it's... No, I get what you're saying. You, could, you know, this is, a, this is a lesser known one. Right. This, this is one of those ones that hasn't, you know, been out in the zeitgeist. It's not something that, you know, I've never seen a Halloween film, but I know, you know, that Michael guy's in it, and he's he kills people on Halloween. Like, it's not out there. Right. So, yeah, you could probably do it. I mean, do I think this guy should do it? Probably not. Um, from what I heard, he wants to place it in the 70s. I think you put this in, like, late 80s and really update this. And you could really fucking have something here. Mm -hmm. You really could. So, I don't know. It could be really interesting. I'm just saying, change it up. Go Go with 80s when, you know... It was more common for people to be divorced, for teens to be sexually active and, and out in the open about it. And I think there's a lot you could really do with this. I'm not sure this guy's the right one to do it. Hmm. But anyway, um, just just to kind of break this down, uh, for me, the story is not told in the best fashion. The misdirections weren't convincing at all. Um, the third act reveal of the killer is odd, but I kind of go with it. it. It works for the film, you know, that they reveal it early. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking weird that everyone sexualizes Alice. She's supposed to be fucking 12 years old in this. Right. Uh, wow. However, however, the atmosphere of this film is very good. The kills are cool. We talked about them. The characters are entertaining enough. They're, they're, they at no point did I hate any of them. Mm -hmm. So I, I was going along with it. The story is captivating. It's not told the best way, but it's captivating. And the score is fucking good. It is. I mean, that score, really good. It really is. It was so good that, that Sleepaway Camp ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overall, I enjoyed this film. I, I'm going to give it a, a three and a half out of five. So my pick... I'm going to round that to a four just because that's what you should do. So um, three and a half skulls out of five. 
four skulls out of five is what you gave it. So no, I gave it three and a half. It rounds to a four. So no, it's dead in the e- middle. It, it's even. It's three and a half. I I really did struggle with that. I thought about it quite a bit. I, I almost went four, but that there are some minor problems that just kind of bump it down to three and a half. It, Could you see it is above it average? Could you um, see yourself viewing it again? Possibly, yeah. Would you I'm show it to the girlfriend, to or do you think she'd hate it? I don't think she'd give a shit in the least about it. Oh, that's disappointing. Because um, if I were to ever come to the cabin in the woods, I would, I would say that that would be a great movie night presentation. <laughs> Maybe. Great Maybe. movie night presentation. Um, did you watch the restoration thing, uh, uh, the bonus feature on the uh, Blu-ray? Um. No, it didn't really interest me. I, I, I've watched those before with, like, the Universal Monsters and stuff, and at no point am I really, like, blown away. Oh, no, no. This would blow you the fuck away, because I'm going to tell you, me, you know, not seeing it since the days of VHS, I can tell you that they really, 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 really did a good job. Well, hold up, hold up on that. So let's... I, I want to hear your take on the film and your rating, and then we'll actually talk about the release, the 88 slasher classic version of this, okay? Okay. Um, I would give it, you like, you want my rating, correct? Yeah, well, just your overall thoughts on the film and your uh, rating, man. Well, I mean, obviously I saw it this time for the first time in, like you said, around, it's been 30 years, basically. 29, basically, 30 yeah. years, give or take, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things, like I said, that I didn't pick up on at first watch, and that was because I was too young, and obviously I wasn't focused on all that shit. Um, but I think this time I actually enjoyed it more, only because it had, um, I don't know, it felt, it felt like a much deeper movie to me than it did prior so, there are levels to this, yeah. There right. are absolutely levels to it. I mean, the family dynamic, the religious dynamic, uh, the weird relationship that Alice seems to have with everyone, her her own twisted history. I mean, there's multiple levels to this. It's, it's, I, I like that aspect of right. it. So I think I think I got more out of it this time. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. And I will give it, now you're doing four out of five shits. I I did three and a half out of five. Yeah, I understand that. But you're doing okay. So now you're doing out of five. Oh God! So now we got to do that like everybody else does. Okay, so well, we we did that all throughout uh, uh, Death Wish retro. So oh, did we? I don't even remember. Oh yeah, because I just gave all the Death Wishes five out of five, which is right. Um, I'm gonna give this four out of five. And that's respectable. I'm completely, I completely understand that. Like I said, man, I was, I was right there. Like at first, I, I, I was like four, and I was like, eh, no, it, it's real close for me, real close. And I could definitely watch this again because I remember, I remember as a kid, the VHS. I watched it quite a bit. It was a Video Treasures VHS, I believe. Yeah, Video Treasures VHS. And I watched it quite a bit as a kid, but I definitely enjoyed it a lot more now. Because when I was a kid, I could barely watch it anytime the killer showed up on screen because the mask and shit scared the hell out of me. So, 
So yeah, that that is something I could see myself watching it again. It's a smart one. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But um, to talk about the the eighty eight slasher classic version of this, it is um, number thirty five. Okay. Yes. So you you already started on this, and I, I will I will let you go on on how you feel. Oh, I just think did. that they did a brilliant job with the restoration. I think it um I mean this one really benefited from the 2K scan because the VHS uh uh and I, like I said I never watched the um the DVD so I couldn't say if that was an improvement but from what I heard it really wasn't um or at least not that much of an improvement. But I mean, ooh I mean, if you were to put that on, like the side-by-side comparison, but do not watch it unless you've seen the film because it is kind of... They, they did put a, uh, a spoiler scene in there. So, um, but yeah, you can definitely see a huge, huge, huge difference. Uh, okay. Um, for myself, I think that the presentation is uh, really solid. I think the transfer is nice it's clean um the quality is pretty good uh the only thing i would really say is the color grading is a little off i mean people look overly pale some of the colors are washed out but as you're saying this needed a hell of a lot of restoration so i can i can kind of give it a pass like it it was not horribly distracting it was just something i noticed throughout it's like are they wearing a lot of makeup or is just the color grading off but um yeah, so that that's really the only thing with the, the, the transfer that I can say. Um, I didn't notice anything with the audio, anything like that. I thought that was all good. Uh, the special features are a little lacking. We get, what, the original trailer and get a trailer, uh, commentary. TV spot. Commentary, which I actually do want to go back and listen to. I didn't but have time to do But it's not so a new before. commentary. It's one that they just ported from a previous release. Yeah, which was probably the Anchor Bay DVD, which I didn't watch anyway, so it's right. new to me. Right, and, you know, uh, the feature on how it was restored, like Mike was talking about. Yeah. So, um, overall, I think if you're a fan of this film, uh, this is a really good fucking version to pick up. You're going to love it. Uh, I think, though, if you're just curious about it and want to watch it, you should check it out online first. Uh, you may not love it. Yet. It may not be your thing, but it's a smarter slasher. Uh, the only issue I see at all with the 88 presentation of it is uh, a little bit of the color grading past that i think it's top notch man i'm just surprised you talked about color grading like that you actually sound like so sophisticated i'm very surprised yeah it's fucking right i'm professional color grading <laughs> all right so that was a lot of fun man um i'm really i'm really looking forward to next week uh you ready to ready to tell them what we're doing next well not next week but the next episode you ready to tell them like well that actually yeah will it be next week oh my god it might be i i um, doubt it'll actually be next week but yeah um we actually decided we're gonna try and do two well, wait, films yeah, technically well technically it might be eh, yeah, try, it might be. yeah anyway we're gonna try and do two films gonna try i picked yeah. one michael picked one right. my pick is intruder right and my pick is from 1980, the Uli film, The Boogeyman. See, he sounds all like, yeah. And then he throws out The Boogeyman. <laughs> the Boogeyman. 
So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I loved getting into this, uh, and I oh, look forward a, to and next a, week. And a maybe, and a maybe a an awesome surprise on that. Uh, yeah, I was kind of keeping that under our hat. So well, that's why I just said an awesome surprise. They don't know yeah. what it is. So you guys will have to tune in for the surprise and uh, awesome look at more slasher films yes. from 88 films. I lo- and you know what? If we can get some of those guys or that I believe it's two main guys that basically run 88, if I can get them on this program at some point during this whole thing, I would love to because I would love to wax their asses because they do brilliant work. I, I I would enjoy that interview. Um, most likely, Mike, you'd end up hating me because I'd end up trying to sell them on a digital aspect of it. But still, no. um, well, they do, <laughs> they do. Oh, do they really? They don't. I mean, digital copies are not included with their releases, but they do have. You can rent the movies um, via their website digitally. Oh, that's awesome! I think they should actually start doing some exclusive stuff. Uh, I think that's a huge way for them to save money. Yeah, but anyway, I think they're going. I think they're gonna, you know. I know. Do that route, but they are better yeah. than Scream Factory for me, at least at this point. Well, let's see, that's awesome. And you know, with each of these films, we're gonna try and really break down their presentation of it too. So hopefully, we'll help you guys out a little bit, especially if you hear our reviews. Like, ah, oh, I like that. You'll then also hear kind of our little take on their presentation to know oh. if that's the copy you should pick up or and not. Plus, because Intruder has an awesome 75-minute documentary as a bonus feature. Well, we'll have to talk about that. Yes. So, until then, stay spooky, fuckers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Still with the stay spooky, fuckers. It's a new year as you say it. Maybe we could do something different besides stay spooky, fuckers. Okay. All right. All right. Everyone out there. Keep it creepy. And remember, when you're menstruating, clean down there. Nobody needs sticky fingers. Nope. <laughs> and don't go camping. Friday the 13th taught me anything. Friday the 13th part two. Right. Not, I know. You said Friday the 13th. You I was talking to... about the the overall. I know it's part two. But it is part two because part the, two is the, the one. The Santin brown panties and yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, they are satin. I thought they were more... Um, there you go. I don't know. Something. Some material that's fucked up. That's just talking about your inexperience right there. Yes. Anyway, people, enjoy, and we will talk to you on the next one.
That was horrible. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.